Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering Watchmen, Episode 7, An Almost Religious Awe. I am Mr. Sal, high school science teacher, re-watching Watchmen because I love it, and I'm doing so with my co-host and former student, who is a literally self-made man, Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Why, thank you, Mr. Sal. And you're guilty. <laughs> guilty. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. Phenomenal. <laughs> he didn't talk. <laughs> did he actually the, talk at all in that scene? He said the defense rests. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You did say that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, that is pretty hysterical. He just gets up, farts, and and then the pigs judge him. Yeah, those okay. politicians. I hear you. Yeah. All right, Kurt. We have to, as per tradition, discuss what we thought about this episode, but we will do so in predictive form. Rating. I predict that you are very excited to finally get Dr. Manhattan. Uh, at seven episodes in, you've been talking about Dr. Manhattan over and over again. Now you had Ozymandias and Hood of Justice to, to kind of keep you satisfied in the meantime, but here, here he is. Dr. Manhattan is back, and you're very, very excited about that. Uh, I think you loved the Lori Joaquin, Agent PD, Jane Crawford stuff. I thought that. I think you loved that. And I think you just ate up every second of Angela and Lady True together. So I, I don't think there's anything you dislike about this episode. I think you gave it a 10. Okay. I think I think you love the Angela stuff, like her young memories. You're in love with that. The PD, Lori, Jane stuff, you're kind of middling on. Like, it's all right. It's not that great. Uh, Lori's little chit-chat with Keen, I think you enjoyed. And um, you loved Angela inside of the Millennium Clock and whatnot. So I think you gave it a 10. Okay. Uh, I gave it a nine, actually. Mm. Uh, I gave it a nine, and I think a lot of it is just because of where it's placed. If this has been like the third episode of the season or something, I probably would have given it a ten. But following this, like, such two very thematic episodes, and really, I mean, you know, the, the, the Wade episode, the, um, my, my, I don't, I'm not remembering the, the title of any of these episodes, but very the hard Wade, titles. <laughs> yeah, but the Wade episode, episode five, like that one was just so heavily thematic and, and I just adored it. Uh, and then episode six is just unlike anything I'd ever seen before. Like it was such a tough act to follow. And mm -hmm. I just, it, uh, there were, there were moments, actually more than moments, there were long stretches of this episode where I just felt like it was kind of plot pushing. Like, here's the, here's some, here's the plot. All right, we got to push the plot along. Got to push the plot along. Here we go. Um, it, where they didn't take the, the time that they did in some of the other episodes to really drill down deep. Um, having said that, I really loved the Lori Keen, PD, Jane Crawford stuff. I loved it so much. Uh, I loved the young Angela stuff. I loved every second of Angela and Lady True, you know, chewing up scenery together, which is basically the whole episode. I mean, that, that's, I've just described basically the whole episode. I loved everything. Yeah. It just didn't feel as thematically tight and felt a little more plot pushy than previous two episodes. I, I agree with you. Like, I I watched it. I gave it a 10. And then yeah. I went, ah, well, 
<laughs> I don't know though. Like, so I, I ended on giving it a nine, right? You could okay. talk me up to a 10, but I did okay. give it a nine. And right, well, it's mostly because it's just a very, I don't want to say like the bad thing that's a slow episode, but compared uh, to the other episodes, it's, I guess, yeah, it's just slower and it doesn't, it just, it just shows things and maybe lets them breathe too much. Oh, compared to what it's showing. That's how I feel sometimes. I don't know. Like, like they're, they're talking and yeah, but so that, that, that's my opinion on it. Um, I did like how it came to a head at the end. Obviously, glad to see that came out hand. of his head. In fact, yeah, came out of his head. <laughs> and like the bite stuff, the the PD and Lordy stuff. I don't know. I felt I felt cheated. I read the extra content. You know, if they didn't read yeah. it, if if the viewer, even though it's no longer available to, like they kind of <laughs> they kind of like referenced it by, you know, PD's. Hey, I'm, I've come to check out Looking Glass, like you told me to. I know PD. You're repeating it back to me like verbatim, uh huh. Because that's what I said in the report that to go do. <laughs> so I don't know. So that that was all right, but yeah, I did like the actual scenes with her talking to Jane, and then you know later with Keen. I, I liked that a lot. Um, I'm curious to what Petey's going to do next, and where's Wade, and you know, there's there's some other questions. So maybe I'm maybe I'm not following you. What, you why you think you f- you feel cheated because you didn't figure out what Lori figured out? Hmm? No, I felt cheated that I felt like they rehashed things that were in the reading, and I went, "Well, I read that, so I knew that." Oh, okay, all right. So even though yeah, the readings are no, so, no longer publicly so, available, so, so here that I, I I more than any episode, I noticed that as well that that a lot of <laughs> a lot of what was done in this episode was to was uh like in case you didn't read the pdpedia here you go for example uh and, and did you already just mention this <laughs> why am i why am i maybe there's oh, something wrong with my memory maybe i had an accident in vietnam but like uh there was no accident mr south oh, oh. <laughs> so um uh, uh lori saying to pd i gotta do my deal with my thing here and pd being like uh oh no it, it was it was when pd said to to lori like I came over to Tillman's house, like you asked me to, and, and like she said, "Yes, I said exactly that verbatim." But we already yeah. knew that that mm-hmm. that was going to happen. We already knew that PD was on his way to Tillman's house from the mm-hmm. PDpedia, and we knew that Lori was on her way to talk to Jane from the PDpedia. Yep, yep, yep. So that and so, that's how. I, yeah, and so I felt a bit of that throughout the episode, and then with just yeah. some talks from True from some of the stuff. Yes, said. I agree. Yep, I agree. <laughs> so, so that kind of I don't know. I. I don't know if that's fair criticism. It's not, or not, it's not fair criticism, probably, it, but it's it's how I felt. Me too. Me so, too. And, 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 and I'll put it out there. Yeah, and maybe that's why I, I that's where where my like idea of plot pushiness is coming from a little bit because the the idea that you know that it feels like they're catching the audience up on the PDpedia, but I didn't need catching up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Which is fair. Like it is. You know, it's very. But, fair. but then don't have the PDpedia there. Right, that's how right. I feel. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I, I, this is not my favorite episode, but I, I still do love it. Like, really, there's there's not any part of it that I don't love. It's just I don't think any of it. Yeah, things like that happen, and things like um, just uh, as much. There are a couple of scenes, and when we get to them, I'll I'll kind of mention specifically what I'm talking about. But a couple of scenes where I'm like, oh, what what did this scene really do? Okay, you know what I mean. Like, oh, okay. I, I'm not sure. I, I, 
What are you talking game. like Red Scare and Pirate Jenny? Red Scare and Pirate Jenny are good examples. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Angela, Ren- I mean, I guess that the, I guess they're just there to show that the police aren't neglecting leaving Angela there. They didn't just like pass her off to Lady True to do it as she pleases. Mm-hmm. Like they're there to make sure that she does eventually get arrested when she recovers. Mm-hmm. Which I guess that's fine. Like it's just I don't know. <laughs> doesn't doesn't really or even Cal showing up. Like I I'm not sure what Cal showing up has to do with anything. Right? Yeah, I mean I guess it just shows he's just concerned, but we kind of already figured he was concerned. Yeah. And there's a lot of other mentions that the Millennium Clock is starting that day. So. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, even beyond like showing the, the cards to Angela. Do you know what I mean? Uh, when she's mm-hmm. showing those cards, like which one of these seems more trustworthy? Just for you dissertation, know. yeah. She's just for a dissertation. Out. I mean, yeah. So I guess that's just, you know, to, sh- to show us that she's smart and, to, and then to trigger Angela's memory. Yeah. Why has she become a cop? But still, that's. That was like a. You know, Why did you do it that way? Yeah, solid, I, solid three minute scene that. You know. it, like they could have had the scenes, but I just wish there was something extra in the scenes, like yeah. like uh like when Cal did come to try to get in, maybe somehow allude to the fact that he's Doctor Manhattan, you know, <laughs> such that if you knew already. I did Which, rewatch the you know to do my notes really quickly, and I didn't notice anything in that scene that really gave away the fact. So there are some Easter eggs planted throughout that might have. So there's there's away. something I went that went wait a second. Lori commented about how Cal's like a specimen. That, that that's yes. one. <laughs> that's one. I was like that's, yeah, that's, a, big, that's a big one. <laughs> that's a big one. But, I know um, I can't think of any others. Okay, so the <laughs> the Excalibur, the uh, the sex toy. Yeah. Okay. His X Cal Abar. No, X, that's X so, no freaking way. <laughs> um, so that's a thing. Um, that is, <laughs> that's funny. That is ridiculous. Uh, I also Dude. guess, I guess yep. the way he explained death to his kids too. It's yes. kind of an abnormal way yep. of doing it. Yep, yep, yeah. Uh, he was in nothing before, and now he's back in nothing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also um, it's a very early in the in the se- season. I think it maybe is episode two. Doctor when... Manhattan's on Mars or something? No. Well, there's there's that. Will says to Angela, uh, "Maybe I'm I'm Doctor Manhattan." She said that's not possible he's like no i'm I'm just pretending to be human and she says dr manhattan can't do that and then she goes home and tells cal that same thing and cal says that's impossible and and angela's like yes it is like it's it's them kind of convincing themselves of the lie like they have they have to push that lie i do remember them saying that i'm curious to see how they looked while they were saying that right yeah they they have to push that lie in order to validate that this is not Dr. Manhattan. It looks like it's Angela pushing the lie and that Cal doesn't remember. Right. I don't know. Well, right. I'm curious she, to yeah. see whether he remembers Cal, or not. Yeah, well, Cal, Cal doesn't... I don't know how much more of Cal we're going to see, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> I can't call him Cal? Yeah, several hammers to the head. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So, it's, it's, it's a worthy sacrifice. <laughs> so, the, the sacrifice is interesting because, like, why 
would she be okay with doing that? Like, even if she's in love with Dr. Manhattan or whatever, like, she's not been with Dr. Manhattan for quite some time. He was right? still loving. He was still loving. Yeah, but she very easily, like, just wrecked Cal. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, she had a whole car drive to think of. She, listen, you got to do what you got to do. All right. This is, this is like world ending stuff here. Well, it's, I mean, it sounds to me, and correct me if, or not correct me, but let me know if you didn't get this out of this, okay? Um, that the 7th Cavalry, Lady True at least, says that the 7th Cavalry's plan is to kidnap Dr. Manhattan, destroy him, and then become him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the, those are Lady True's words, right? Yeah. And then Keen says he wants to become blue because white men right. aren't treated well enough. Yeah. <laughs> One of the cringier moments, yes. Yeah, I didn't like that, actually. I forgot about that. I didn't like how it was like... Because, like... They, they... It's... I don't want the villains being straight white supremacists. But they're leaning more and more into that. Which is... I mean, if they are, they are. But I, I you know, I want some gray but, area. In so, this is, so this is my... This is actually one of my favorite. I'll push back on this. Because this is one of my favorite things about the, the brand of white supremacists that Joe Keen appears to be okay is the kind that doesn't think he's a white supremacist yeah he doesn't, doesn't think, think he's racist. racist yes just wants wants balance the balance has been tipped too far he did say it that way I, yeah it, i get i get that like he thinks that but it, from the outside it just looks like he's you know but but that's racist. always but I I mean, that. that's that is always the argument that that is yeah, the white supremacy argument of yeah you know, no, it's, we don't, we don't, we're not white supremacists. We just want the balance. We want balance. It's been tipped too far the wrong way. Like that's <laughs> that that that's always what it is. And and for and it, the argument is always also it's so hard to be a white man in America right now. I mean, it's, it almost sounded like um, <laughs> oh, what's his name, Mark, um, from White Lotus season one, Mark. Oh. <laughs> Like oh, it's Nicole like, and Mark. Yeah. Crap, what's their last names? <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway. Mossbachers. Uh, Mossbachers, yes, exactly. So it almost sounded like them like talking about yeah, you know, how right. hard it must be for Quinn as a white male right now. So <laughs> right. Actually it was more to Cole saying that than Mark now yeah. that I'm thinking about it. But, but in, in either case though, I don't know. I guess I just don't I see your point. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, they I like a villain that thinks they're justified. It's just mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like I think a bit of me, even though I know they were a white supremacist group, I was like, why well, can't you know the Rorschachs are technically right? This is all made up. <laughs> right? Like Well, know. they're right about that. I don't and know. They're still all right about they, that. I don't know how much he, everybody else knows about that though. I mean Keen knows about it. Yeah, no, that's true. But it's it's like, you know, maybe this isn't a whole white supremacy thing. You know, maybe some, yeah, maybe, maybe this is about like the truth, but it does seem like it's not more of a white supremacy. Like, yeah, yeah. maybe it's like just a mix of white supremacists, but also some people looking for the truth. You know, they just so happen to be working together here or something. But <laughs> I, it looks like it's just people that know the truth, but they're also white supremacists. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. I don't know. I guess I just didn't like that as much. Well, I mean, the show the is. show is about race. I mean, that's it is. It is. So it is. Like, it is. I, I think it's. I th- I think it's fine to have the villains be white supremacists who white supremacists who claim to be the good kind, the good brand, right? And, yeah. And, yeah. And and are going to have those talking points that are, you know, no, 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 we're, we're, we're we don't we're not we don't want more. We just you know we, we want that balance. So we're out of balance right now. I guess I guess you're right because I I don't know how I would make it better. 
Like, Even though he is a senator running for president as a mm-hmm. white man. Like, I mean, so I'm not sure how much how much easier he wants his life to be and or how much more privileged he wants his life to be. <laughs> he, he is, I, yeah, I, I don't know how I'd make it better, I guess, in all yeah. fairness, but. Yeah. Well, Probably I guess I do know how privileged, how much more privileged he wants his life to be. He wants to be Doctor Manhattan. He wants to be God. So. <laughs> he wants to be blue. He wants to be yeah. blue. Blue, exactly. Doctor Manhattan kind of, could be a good president. I actually, I, I, I think I came across uh, in the wrong way when I said that one of the cringier moments was that uh, the, I, I thought what he was saying about it being difficult to be a white man in America today—that was the part I thought was cringy. I actually like the fact that he said, "So I, maybe I'll try being a blue one." I actually mm-hmm. really liked that because then mm-hmm. it, it was, I thought that was a really kind of a clever really way. Really good because Lori yeah. was like, "I don't care what you say, blah blah blah, say it," and then that you know that perks her up. She's like, yeah. be a blue one. Yeah. That, one, oh, that one, I did like. I did like that. A Where's lot, the so. paint? Ha yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So a lot of there was a lot of uh, a lot of people that kind of had speculated that Cal was Dr. Manhattan when this was just airing. And so this just confirmed it for them and didn't it wasn't a surprise for them. Uh, And a lot of that is because of uh, a couple of things in the Watchmen posters. Angela is always kind of bathed in blue. Okay. So if she's around Cal, you know, there you go. Um, or th- she has some kind of relationship with Dr. Manhattan. She's even in the end, in the, this last scene, it's yeah, all blue done light. with the, the blue yeah. light. Yeah. So, uh, so there was that. And then the other thing was in the trailer, people were pausing. There is Dr. Manhattan is in the trailer. Oh, really? You, okay. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer or no? I did see the trailer, but I, I missed yeah. that there's Dr. Manhattan. So Dr. Manhattan is in the trailer. He's picking up a Dr. Manhattan mask. So I don't know. Oh, I saw that on the next on. I saw oh, that the on next the next on. on. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that scene's in the trailer, and people like were doing side by side comparisons of uh, his that hand, the blue hand, and Yaya's hand, the actor who plays um, Cal. Uh, Cal. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So, and and they kind of matched the hands up, I guess. So. <laughs> Uh, I I was not on that train, so I only found out about that after the fact. I was pretty, you know, blown away by the fact that Cal was Doctor Manhattan. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I uh, like. I was okay. Yeah, it was fun to know that it was Cal. Was yeah, good. yeah. So you were not spoiled to it at all, then? No. Yeah, I, I was right. unaware of it. Can I ask? Yeah. So you told me not to go to IMDb. Right. Right. Is this why you didn't want me to go to IMDb? Uh, no, it was because okay. uh, Jeremy Irons was credited, credited as Adrian Veidt. Oh, that's the only reason why? <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> okay, no, fair uh, okay. I think. I can't remember if... Uh, if I remember you said, Kurt, just don't go to IMDb. It's, I can't believe they've done this. Right. Well, yeah, they put him in this fight right off the bat. It's like kind of a, a big mystery of the first two episodes, right? It is. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't want to ruin that for you. I, I will check to see if. Uh, yeah, don't you check? But I, I, will, <laughs> I will check to see. Still if, banned from the IMDb. Yeah, that's right. Uh, to see if he is uh, credited as uh, Doctor Manhattan, uh, and also to see if Louis Gossett is credited credited as Hooded Justice. Oh yeah, you're right. That is possible. Uh, no, Louis Gossett is only credited as Will Reeves, and Yaya is only credited as Cal Abar. So okay, which. So is my ban like lifted from the IMDb? I think so. I'll double check, but I'm pretty I'll sure. I'll avoid it for the last. Two. I'll, I think I'll I think you're I think you're okay. I think most of the surprises 
Well, there might be one more big surprise coming, but I don't think IMDb is going to spoil that. So, um, yeah, yeah, you can go to IMDb now if you want. Just don't read any user comments. Um, the, the other thing that I that I wanted to uh, to ask was, uh, did you did you ever see it coming that Cal would be Doctor no. Manhattan? I'm okay. in the episode when um. Well, what's a when True and Angela were talking, like right before she went back home. That then mm-hmm. it clicked for me. Then okay, but <laughs> okay. before that though, no, no, I, I did not know. No, I didn't right, get that at all. Good. All right, now what do you think about the the name A Bar? Because I've been trying to track this. Like, where does the name A Bar come from? Because here's what we know, right? We know Angela's name is A Bar, and Cal's go Cal goes by Cal A Bar as well, which that makes sense. Because they moved from Vietnam back to Tulsa, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we know from the PDPedia, we know his actual last name. We'll talk about that later. But his name was not Abar. It is now Abar. Fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and we also know that Angela's father's name, Marcus, was Marcus Abar, right? Mm-hmm. We, and we know that because, he, I don't know if you noticed this, but his name tag. It did say Abar on it. It says yeah. Abar, right? Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah. But. His father was Will Reeves, right? So I kind of expected him to be Marcus Reeves, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know where the name Abar comes from, except maybe that's June's. That was June's name before she got married, or maybe she was never married. I don't, or maybe she got remarried. Well, that could be too. Yeah, but this name Abar, I, I'm not sure of the origin of this. I think it's because a god walks into a bar. Oh, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> that's how that's the next title. Yeah, the, I, the, I would, the that's episode. a good one. That's a good title, yeah. Yeah, a god walks into a bar, but it, but a bar is all one word, so it's a bar, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, that is interesting, but I, the, the origin of the name, I'm not sure where it comes from. I, I, I'm going in my head. My head canon is that June's name is June Abar. I'd make so. so. Yeah, right. That sounds all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I yeah. Also, so, for that matter, I, I Will Reeves. That would not have been his name either, because his parents were not named Reeves. I think that Will chose that as his last name because that was Bass Reeves. That would make sense since he yeah. was alone. Yeah. Trust anyway. in the law, Mr. Tell. Trust, trust in the law. Yes, trust in the law, of course. Okay, speaking of trusting in the law, I don't know why, but let's talk about our favorite scenes. Let's trust trust in the predictions. All right, Kurt, I think that the scene where it clicked for you, Angela and Lady True in the globe room uh, where Angela's watching the Manhattan booth things and Lady True comes in and tells her that Dr. Manhattan is in Tulsa living as a human. I think that's your favorite scene. All right. Um you know, I'll, I'll go with that's also your favorite scene as well. Okay. It's either that I'm gonna, I'm gonna hedge here. Right? Oh a hedge. You maybe I, I think you're a big elephant lover, so maybe you liked <laughs> maybe you liked the big discovery of the elephant room. Okay. But other than that though, yeah, I think that one. All right, let's talk about the elephant room afterwards. Neither of those are my favorite scene, though. You did get uh, me correct. Oh, all right. Well, why don't you tell us why that's your favorite scene? I mean, it's, it's true in Angela's conversation here. Mm-hmm. So, okay, she comes down to the elevator. I see this globe, and very, you know, I, I immediately could tell this was about the Manhattan boots. We even see Lori talking in one of them. 
Yeah. And then True comes down and they're talking about Dr. Manhattan. And from from the first portion of this episode, when it was like a documentary. Yes. That's the thing. I was like, okay, we're getting a Dr. Manhattan. This is the good stuff now. Right? Uh, now even the title, an almost religious <laughs> yeah. awe, right? Yeah. So like, all right, okay. We're getting Dr. Manhattan. I can't wait. This is exciting. She comes down talking about Dr. Manhattan. He's not on Mars. I'm like, ho, ho, ho. He's mm-hmm. here pretending to be a human. And I was like, oh, yes. who's Dr. Manhattan? I first, my first initial thought when she said that was maybe it's Wade somehow. Okay. Right? Just because Wade's missing. Um, he seemed he, to have that really good ability for telling people are lying. Right. Uh-huh. This is a very, very quick thought in my head. Right. And uh, so I was just like, okay, maybe it's Wade. I don't know. And she's still talking. And. I also I like picked up on the fact that Angel said nothing about this. Like she oh, you did, did not care. I was yeah. like she she like ignored the fact that she talked about that there's someone, you know, walking around being Doctor Manhattan. She's called a crazy. Went leaving, mm-hmm. and then you know when True points it out, oh oh my goodness, it's Cal. <laughs> like she's hiding it. I know she's hiding it. <laughs> so that was yeah. I mean now that, and that's yeah. That's what I thought was a really good scene. And now and it, it really just there's been all these question marks. You know what. I you know I don't know what the Seventh Cavalry has been doing, what their plan is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this Millennium Clock's doing. Still don't know actually. Maybe it is a time travel machine. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But something it looks like to do with True and Seventh Calvary, Seventh Calvary, and Doctor Manhattan, uh, as they put it. And yeah, and I and I get the understanding of Will Reeves' deal with True. So. Yeah, that's true. That is all explained as well. So I don't know where he is either. So missing people this episode, like Wade and Will. Well, that's right, Wade. This looks like Wade won that showdown. Yeah, with yeah the but, but he's not there. I trust uh, in the law, though, Mister Sal. Yeah, okay, <laughs> trust in the law. Yeah, yeah. That is, I think, I think that is the most fun scene. Like it's it's because it all kind of starts clicking into place. You're like, oh, oh, oh. Okay. That's that is really cool. It's like when you're doing a puzzle. Yeah, yeah. And then you yes. finally get it. Yes. Uh, and I did think about using that scene as my favorite. Another scene I thought about but didn't end up going with was when Joe Keen explaining to Laurie. I, I, there's just something about what he says. So I think I'll try being a blue one and That's watching Laurie. I mean, it, but it's all about Laurie's reaction to it mm-hmm. because she's just so she she's so apathetic up to that point. I just don't care about your BS nonsense. Like, mm-hmm. it, you're criminals. That's all I care about. But when he says the blue thing, I mean, she, her face just shifts to terror. It, it's it's really cool. Anyway, uh, I thought about that one as well. But I ended up going with because uh, I'm the mark that I am, like Albie in White Lotus season two. Uh, the opening, I love the opening. <laughs> I thought about doing the opening. I should have. I should uh, should I love the opening. You know, it starts with that trailer for this Dr. Manhattan, Ameri- an American life, I don't know, documentary or something, or maybe it's the opening, the intro to that uh, movie, but it's set in a video store, which I love video stores. Like I have such a sucker for, for video stores. <laughs> I love those. That was a lot of nostalgia for me. Um, so anyway, pun intended there. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, she gets the sister night video, which I, so the Sister Night video, it didn't come up in this scene. It comes up later when, but I was thinking about it in this scene because I've already seen it. So because this is a repeat viewing, I was looking for this. So she picks up the Sister Night video and later her grandmother asks her, what do you like so much about this? Why do you like this movie? And she says, because she looks like me. Now, I didn't think anything 
of that in the opening scene the first time I saw it. I never thought about that. But now rewatching it, knowing that she's picking that because she looks like her. Um, this, so much of this series is about race, right? It is. About That's a huge deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal. It's such a big deal. And I, Kurt, I'm so embarrassed to, to be – I was so ignorant for so many years. That, like – watching movies that was just filled with people that look like me that's all it ever was it was just people that look like me so it, even like disney's aladdin the cartoon they still all look like me even though they live in like saudi arabia like it's, it's <laughs> it was ridiculous uh you know and and so now I, i'm i'm so much more attuned to it i see like better representation and movies and television and it's like it, it makes me it, like it, it warms my heart to see that like people like kids who don't who aren't white can watch movies and have characters that they connect with like and so here's this kid picking out maybe the one movie in the store that's got a picture of a, of a woman of color on the on the cover mm -hmm. yeah you know and, and so like i so i love that i'm a sucker for that as well um i love the world building that happens in this scene it's like dr manhattan everywhere and it makes right? sense that yeah. like, because if, if anyone of any of the states i guess mm -hmm. the new state vietnam were to yeah. see the power of dr manhattan it would be <laughs> vietnam yes i mean he's everywhere and and, and it's like an almost religious it, uh, awe. It, it is it is and it and it looks very positive now later we're going to see like the the graffiti on the dr manhattan mural right with the horns and yeah and blood on its hands and all this stuff and and but for now we see blue everywhere dr manhattan everywhere uh really interesting to me uh there's a juxtaposition here that i love as well because the song that's playing is james taylor's living in america which is just a, I love it because you're in Vietnam, which doesn't look like America. Like it's, it's, it's very, it doesn't sound like America. It doesn't like nothing about it makes you think that you're in America, but you're hearing this song living in America. Right. Yeah. I love that. It's so good. Plus I love that song. That's from Rocky four. I love it. But anyway, <laughs> so the best for Rocky. Yeah. It, it's my favorite Rocky. <laughs> that's, 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 that's Cold War Rocky, right? So, oh, I've never seen any yeah, of the Rocky it's, movies. It's, it's like but... Rocky versus the Russian. Like that's oh, what okay. it is. So anyway, um you've and then you've got on top of that, there's her dad, Marcus, is telling her that she can't watch oh, that's this so tonight good. because people who wear masks are dangerous and we should be scared of them. And June tells us later, but we already know it's because he was scared of someone in a mask because like because his father wore a mask and he was dangerous and he was scary. And it's like uh, and knowing that is like hearing Marcus say it while we know that is so impactful. I love that. Uh, mm -hmm. Then the, the backpack bomber shouts death to the invaders, blows up the Jeep alongside Angela's, along with Angela's parents, right? So we, we also get to see Angela's origin story, really. So I should say Sister Knight's origin story here, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is, you know, she, she watches her parents die. She's already talked to trauma. her about this. <laughs> and because her memories are co-mingling with Wills, she's also seeing memories from the Tulsa massacre. She's seeing memories from the, uh, the his time on the police force, like all intercut with these memories, which ah, I thought that was brilliant. That's wonderful as well. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to mention was, and I don't, I don't 
know if I'm remembering this exactly correctly, but I think I am. The guy doing the puppet show, right, had the Dr. Manhattan, the giant Dr. Manhattan puppet. Yeah, the guy that gives the nod. Yeah, yeah wiping out the, the Viet Cong. Isn't there a line from the graphic novel where Laurie says to Dr. Manhattan, like, we're all just puppets to you? And he said, no, I'm a puppet, too, but I can see the strings. Yeah, no, you're right. You yeah. did say something about that. You're right. This is, yes, you're yeah. right. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. Oh my god. So, so anyway, this this opening scene it doesn't it doesn't push a lot of plot. It just gives us a lot of backstory. It it sets up a lot of world building. There's this amazing juxtaposition with the song and what we're seeing and what we're hearing, and then the intercut memories from Will. So ah, this this episode this scene is just phenomenal. That, that's it. probably my second favorite scene. Well, I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, this is a very good scene in the episode. Now I'm thinking now that we're getting all the whole crew back together. Like Lori's there, right? Doctor Manhattan, Dan. Oh. Who knows we'll ever see Dan get out? <laughs> I, I try to lose hope on seeing Dan. <laughs> all right, I guess. I mean, I, I guess Senator Keen's in charge of that, right? Yeah, well, seem like he wants to do Lori any favors. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. Oh well. <laughs> Um, Vite's got to get out of there eventually. I think so. That's gonna be off. Depends on if D can <laughs> save him. Yeah, Doctor RT. Yes, you're right. Save, yeah, help me, D. Yeah, D. So, well, well, we'll see to that. I mean, geez. And does the timing work out? No, it doesn't work out. That's when they left. When who left? Vietnam. When did they leave Vietnam? No, because their incident is in what's it? The, what, his accident was okay. 2009. Never mind. So, right. never mind. That, that gets rid of that idea. Yeah, I don't know though. I, uh, uh, it's gonna be weird. Lordy seeing your ex. Right. <laughs> well, you you're saying the accident happened in 2009 because you know that from the PDPedia, right? I don't yeah, think they said that in the episode. No, they didn't but, say that episode. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Uh, I think I think you're going to get some answers about that in the very next episode. So, <laughs> so not to worry there. All right. Hey, um, I, I'm assuming next episode's going to be like a Doctor Manhattan episode. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm hoping for. I can neither confirm nor deny, but you did see the preview. <laughs> I did see the preview, so yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of Doctor Manhattan in the preview. Uh -huh, so, uh -huh. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, enter the recap then. Okay, I have nothing more to say about my favorite scene in the opening, <laughs> so okay. we'll, we'll just move on. After it happens, Angela falls out of bed, and Lady True explains what has happened. She gives her a tutorial <laughs> injection. I, I can't wait for this future, Mr. Sal. It gives it a point of, uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I don't need to explain this anymore. I'll just inject you, and that'll do the job. Like, what a... I, I can imagine you loving this. Like, I can see you, like... Because you work in IT, I can see like a lot of the same like questions asking yeah. you the questions, and you're like, "Here, just take this. <laughs> Eat this pill." There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the tutorial basically says that they are flushing her out Will's memories with fluid from a natural host, and that's that's what we need to know about it. We already knew that she took someone else's nostalgia and that it was dangerous, and the, like they they go into like the I don't know. They use some scientific jargon that may or may not be real, and, and <laughs> some of the nitty gritty. Yeah. But anyway, there's some cool animations. But anyway, the exterminator is this fluid from a natural host. Okay. Um, she wants to see Will because she wouldn't know. Uh, she she wants to. She has questions about what she just saw in his memories. Yeah, she, but... she she also assumes Will's the natural host. Right. Yes. Which, I mean, I did too. I don't know about Me you. Me as well. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but 
uh, this is Lady True's response. She says, you cannot see Will right now. It would be a bad idea because you wouldn't know where you end and he begins, which is a really cool way of thinking about that because she's been she's been him for the past however many hours it's been, right? Yeah. She's been living as him in his memories. So anyway, uh, she may experience her own memories very vis- vividly like her 10th birthday pony party. So, <laughs> oh yeah, she puts it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. Cal shows up at twelve hours before the Millennium Clock activates, uh, and there's this hologram beyond that tells him that he can't come in, uh, or he can't, and he can't even talk to Angela. But she's doing well. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Can you can you put her in the hologram? Nah. <laughs> i know i gotta i gotta go see her now unfortunately <laughs> no but i have some questions for her so i gotta go <laughs> uh, uh Lori listens to the recording of Ange. i actually really like all this this Lori pd jane stuff right here but uh Lori listens to the recording of angela's od I know she's got Cyclops several times. She, though this is actually I know that from the PDPD. We know that from the PDPD <laughs> exactly. PD calls to tell her that there are five dead Seventh Cavalry members at Wade's house, but no Wade and one missing Rorschach mask. So presumably, not <laughs> <laughs> presumably. Do, do with it what you will. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But Wade's not there, and one of these guys is not wearing a Rorschach. It, mask. it could be. It could be cold in Tulsa this time could, here. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she tells him to stay there and not call it in until she's done talking, done with this thing here. But she doesn't tell him what this thing is. Although the PDPedia seems to indicate that he knows where she's going. Anyway, uh, so anyway, it's it's talking to Jane that she has to do. She's got to talk to Jane, who rides up on her white horse. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, some martial sheets, martial feats of Jane horsemanship. Uh, and she tells Jane that Angela's grandfather killed Judd. Jane's very confused by this. Why, why would he do this? Lori pieces the whole thing together, the entire original idea. Judd and Joe Keen killed the cops on the white night in order to put police officers in masks so that no one could tell the good guys from the bad guys. The 7th Cavalry is just a new name for Cyclops. And the idea was to make Keen president. And Jane says, well, yeah, that was the original idea. But that seems like small potatoes now. <laughs> and and Lori gets her first double take. Like, what? We was admitting it. Never this easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and she drops Lori clumsily through a trap door and calls someone for kill or spare instructions. <laughs> Why is it a trap door? For this reason, Kurt. <laughs> yeah, when for this reason. When you're when you're in charge of a racist organization that's trying to become Doctor Manhattan, I will, I will, you need a trapdoor. I'll tell you right now. If I'm ever sitting down, I see someone go to press a button. I'm jumping right standing out of my up. chair. Yep, I'm standing exactly, right yeah. up. Yep. I hope I don't stand up into the actual trapdoor. Wow. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'll take your chances on that. I I'll take say. my chances. I'll just start. I'll start dancing all around. Yep. Exactly. At nine hours to activation of the Millennium Clock, Beyond visits Angela and has some com- uh, comparative pictures for her to look at. It's research for her dissertation on rage suppression. <laughs> of course. But when she asks it, which uh, all of this was, I mean, it was entertaining enough, but I'm not really sure what, what the point of this is. Yes, we, we, have, we come to understand that Beyond is very smart. And we come to, uh, and we need her to say this, this line where she asks Angela why she's a cop. 
because that triggers a very vivid memory for her. Why is she a cop, Mr. Sal? <laughs> well, let's see. She's painting Dr. Manhattan. This is a little little girl, Angela, in Vietnam, painting Dr. Manhattan dolls at the orphanage. She's asked to ID the puppeteer who gave the nod for the backpack bicycle bomb. She's not scared. In fact, she wants to listen to his execution. Yeah. <laughs> And Officer Jenny, all I could think of was she says her name was Officer Jen. I was like, oh my God, it's Pokemon. She's Officer Jenny. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, um, Officer Jen gives her a badge, which I, I do like this little cut too, because they cut to Will getting the badge pissed, pinned on him, and they cut to Judd's badge with the blood dripping on it. And then we see this badge that Angela's getting. Gives her a badge, which she stores uh, with the VHS copy of Sister Knight that she keeps under her bed. All right. How sweet. Mm -hmm. When she comes, when Angela comes to, Beyond tells Angela that she has dreams of being an old woman and it hurts. And Angela says, it hurts. Mine hurt as well. And then we get maybe, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. When they say the old woman, I, at this point, I was like, is that her? Either it's her, like, it's True's memories or it's True's mother's memories. Right. So I thought it was. So, so I was like, well, I don't think True's old, really. <laughs> I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if, like, I don't know, she's some sort of weird aging thing or right. who knows. But yeah, uh, I think that's I, I think that's a good call by you. And you were right. It was one of those two things. But then we get the coolest dissolve in the series so far because Angela's eyes turn into stained glass. And then we. You're right. <laughs> it was very cool. <laughs> Oh my uh, goodness! This whole scene. Yeah, whole my wife. My, my wife walked in right at that point. She's like, "That was a cool dissolve." <laughs> I think I, I think I need to watch this show. I was like, "You do need to watch." Oh, this show. she like this the last episode. <laughs> oh. Yeah, right. Beautiful. I know. I wish yeah. you walked in on that episode. Anyway, <laughs> beautiful cinematography. Uh, oh. Yeah, I know. Anyway. This is day 365 of Adrian Veidt's trial, (laughs) during which he has said nothing in his own defense. And the prosecutor's uh, closing arguments are very persuasive. He killed three million people. He has blatant disregard for our bodies. He just, uh, it's all right on the nose. Like, clearly guilty. He's he's atrocious. The end. But also, Thou shalt not leave is the one rule that their creator gave them, right? Mm-hmm. Thou yep. shalt not leave. And that's what he's been trying to do. But go ahead. She winks at him. <laughs> she winks at him. <laughs> and and he smiles while she's giving her whole like thing here. So my my thought is is that because they're not supposed to they're supposed to obey him. So I think if I put her up to this and now <laughs> is this is part of his plan to get out of here like he's been trying to escape knowing that he'll get like caught like this and then Mm -hmm. something like being arrested or whatever way this goes is good for him okay (laughs) being marked guilty gotcha all right well she rests and uh the prosecution that is rests adrian's only defense is flatulence and then his defense rests and the game warden relieves the jury of their duties because they are not Adrian Veidt's peers. Instead, pigs judge him to be guilty. I, guilty. I've heard of like, sort of like a kangaroo court. I don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah. pig court. <laughs> to judge a last second going, we're swapping up the jury last second here. 
<laughs> well, yeah, but the jury is now pigs. Yeah. Yes. Well, this pig says is guilty. Yep, this one says guilty. Guilty. And they all chant guilty. Yeah, and guilty. while they're chanting guilty, Adrian starts to weep that single tear that you love so very, very oh, much. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I, what is that tear? Is it a tear of sorrow? I, I think tear of happiness. happiness. I think happiness. I think okay. happiness. This is all part of his plan in some way. Okay. All right. Noted. That is all we get of Adrian Vite in this episode. Angela tries to see where her hose leads, but instead joins Lady True for lunch. And she knows about Cal's accident. And his unlikely total um, um, amnesia thereafter. Apparently, complete amnesia, not really a thing. But <laughs> Angela says, oh, no, it happened. The end. Angela does call her out as well and says, beyond, I, uh, what are you feeding her? And she says, <laughs> feeding uh, her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's in her oats. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, she's a pretty smart kid. <laughs> <laughs> So Beyond is not her daughter after all. She is her mother. And she, she cloned her mother and harvested her memories before she died. Now, Jeez. so we know from the PDpedia last week or last episode that Beyond Senior, Lady True's mother, was very strict, like subjected yes. her to a significant isolation. Uh, Lady True had four PhDs by age 15. Um, very, very strict. Uh, I wonder how much of this feels like revenge for Lady True and how much of it is that's how I was raised, so that's how I'm going to raise her. I see what you're saying. I, I think she believes that. It's, like, I, don't, I don't know if she has any animosity towards her mother. Okay. So yeah, that's why I feel about it. But I don't know. Okay. Maybe she does. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, she's, in, it's very, she's indicated one way or the I think other. it's very likely that she just says, I turned out pretty great, so we're going to do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're rolling one. it back. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Pay it forward. So, I, I, forward. you know, I don't know. But I think there's I think there's a non-zero chance that it's also a bit of... Like revenge. You know, so yeah, her mother. Yeah. yeah. Like when she, when she woke up in the middle of the night and said, you know, my feet hurt, and it was a terrible nightmare, and Lady Chu says, good. <laughs> like, okay. you know, so, so there, there was this, uh, just a kind of a note of animosity when she said, mm -hmm. good. You know, and can you walk me back to my room? No. <laughs> anyway. No can do. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, she says, you know, I, I just want my parents to be here for the culmination of my life, life's work. Is there anything wrong with that? Uh, and of course, her life's work is turning on the clock to save humanity. But Angela says, "Your father's here." She says, mm, "Not yet, but he will be." Okay, I know who her father is. Okay, it's Vite. Okay, it's got to be Vite, right? I don't know uh, who else it would know. be. But the thing is, I don't understand his sign out there. I, it's it's either Vite or it's Doctor Manhattan, or it could be Edward Blake. But I don't think it's Edward Blake. I mean, that's what the article speculated, yeah. that it was Edward Blake. How old is she supposed to be, Lady True? Lady True? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't remember. Did it say in that article? I don't know if it did. I don't want to look it up. I don't but, either. But but um, because Lori's Edward's kid, and she's like older than Lady True, it looks like. By at least like a decade or well, two. Wow, Lori is Edward's kid from like yeah, Sally Jupiter, who's, you know, although 
I'm sure he wasn't. I don't know how long he was in Vietnam for, though, unless he came back to Vietnam to do some transit about. Well, it sounded like toward the end he was kind of roaming. That's how he found Fights Island, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's maybe so may, maybe, but I think Vite could be her father. Okay. As well, but I don't know. Or it's Doctor Manhattan in some way, because I mean, Doctor Manhattan met um, Angela. There you go. Who else did he meet? Like, well, he must have figured out. Maybe had a look. He he must have done something. But I don't know. My my speculation though is that that might be him coming back from whatever universe he went to. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or galaxy, and he's like blending in during like a Manhattan festival because he looks like <laughs> Doctor Manhattan. But ah, I I don't know um I don't know who her father is. My my guess is Adrian Veidt. Okay, I I can't find her exact age, but I can tell you a range. Okay. Said um it says among his alleged progeny, seven were Vietnamese, ranging in age from twenty five to thirty nine. So. When he was twenty five and thirty nine, or no, 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 they, they are currently in two thousand nineteen. Oh, well, then, ages twenty five to thirty nine, which then very well could be Edward. Cer- Blake, certainly, <laughs> she falls falls in that range. Oh, jeez, maybe it is Edward Blake. Then it could be the comedian. We'll see. We'll see. If it well, the, back. That, well, then how would she says he's going to be here soon? So, what, what, how would you suggest that happens? The Millennium Clock, baby. Oh. They did suggest in that article that it could be a time machine. machine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so. we'll have to see. So, but you're. So, who are you? Who are you going? Who are you going? Oh, jeez. I mean, you don't, you don't have. I'm going to go with your invite. I'm going to go with okay, your invite. You're going invite. Okay. I'm going to go invite. All right. Sounds good. All right. Uh, where was I? Okay. So Lori wakes up in the abandoned shopping center with this giant cyclops eye painted behind her, surrounded by true equipment. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Okay. And a big cage-like structure in front of her. She doesn't care why Keen's going to tell her, why Keen's doing this, but he's going to tell her anyhow. (laughs) So uh, Cyclops, he says, is not racist. They're about restoring balance. The scales have been tipped too far, he says, and it's extremely difficult to be a white man in America, he says. So he's going to try to be a blue one, and that's when we get Lori's just double, it was a cool line. It was a cool yeah, line. It's, it's fantastic. I love it. I don't. You know, I can see people thinking it might be cheesy. I do not. I think it was perfect. So the line's really good. I think yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Lady True's giving her invocation at the uh, right before the the launch of the Millennium Clock here, and Angela breaks into the tube room to find <laughs> that it's not Will, but an elephant hooked up to her unless that's been will the whole time oh it could be a figment of our imagination it's an elephant walking around yeah yeah, it could be (laughs) now when i first saw this i was like (laughs) it could be (laughs) now come on now an elephant what is this what is this supposed to be yeah but you did tell me (laughs) i have worked very hard to point out all the elephant references along the way So, yes, I did tell you that there was the the three minute timer that she used at the Clark Farm in her in her first scene in episode four. Yeah, truth that yeah, Lady Chu's first scene. Yep, was uh, adorned with uh, elephants. So there was that. I did tell you that she chose based on the article that uh, from the PDPD last episode. She chose her own name, Lady Chu, who is a historical figure in Vietnamese lore. 
who rode an elephant in battle, right? And so now we have here an elephant. But the, I, I think that a lot of the reason why it's an elephant as well is because of the phrase, the, the expression. Have mm -hmm. you heard this? An elephant never forgets. Yeah. <laughs> so, ele so elephants are frequently associated with memory anyway. So I think that's... Yeah, the elephant's memory juices, yeah? Right. Yeah, so there you have it. So that, that's that's where the elephant's memory juice. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Memory juice. All right, so that's how I'm recon reconciling it all. But anyway, she unplugs and gets another vivid memory. She gets Grandma June is there to take Angela out of the orphanage. And Marcus, Angela's father, June's son, never mentioned her. By the way, I want to, I was supposed to say, was that June that dragged her out? Yes. Lots of, yes. Oh, glad, I'm glad to see that. Right. Yeah, I'm here to take you out of here. I think she says it in this episode as well. But anyway, Marcus never mentioned her. She said she'd never talk to him again if he put on that uniform and went to Vietnam. June, of course, has a lot of trauma associated with Will putting on a uniform and going to fight. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I, I really, you know what? I don't know why this this is top three scene. This right is a great here. scene too. This dumb dumb out here eat like just this whole June bit. Yeah, this is yeah. really good. They're also this... eating at burgers and borscht, by the way. <laughs> which... Oh, which was in Watchmen. <laughs> yeah. Talked about <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to remember did he speculate that they would have he speculated was he speculating about it in the News Frontier or was he talking about how it's an actual thing? No, burgers and borscht is an actual thing in Watchmen. Okay, it's an actual thing. Yeah, yeah. He, and he was like, "I'll eat the burgers, but don't you give me any of that borscht." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that burgers and borscht is a is a restaurant chain that popped up after the events of Watchmen. Well, I guess right at the end of the events of the graphic novel. So after the squid fall, there was this like uber harmony between the united states yeah. and russia like they yeah. they were like yeah. best buddies after that uh which was Veidt's plan the whole time but one of the th one of the manifestations of this was this this pop up of these restaurants burgers and borscht which you know, burgers are very american and borscht is very russian so uh anyway th they are in this scene june and angela are eating at burgers and borscht I didn't even notice that. That's where they were eating. That's so cool. Yeah, I yeah, like that a lot. It's great too. It is. It's fantastic. So anyway, um, he he did leave, put on the uniform, and go to Vietnam. And so she didn't hear from him for a long time. Didn't even know how to get a hold of him. But then she had a little heart attack, and she wrote to him. Came back with the words the word deceased on it, and that's when she found out that Marcus had been married and they had had Angela. So she had a granddaughter, and they talk about Sister Knight here. And Angela tells her that she's drawn to it because she looks like her. And June promises that when they get back to Tulsa, that's home. And they will watch Sister Knight when she gets back here. But oh. June puts her in a taxi and promptly collapses. I mean... That's so sad. Uh, it, it reminds me of the... Um, like the first scene of the series when it's... Uh, when, when it's Will with like just walking around sadly all alone. <laughs> Yeah, but he doesn't look sad though. He doesn't look sad. He's just kind of like a neutral face. Like, yeah, this mm -hmm. is you know, like he's almost used to being let down like this. And Angela has like oh, a very similar expression. She doesn't frown or anything. She's just a very neutral look. Mm -hmm. Like, like of course this happened again. Of course. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't expect anything good to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, a couple of things. First of all, do you think that June is actually dead here, or yeah, just, 
I'm okay. knowing June's actually dead. Okay. And then secondly, what happens to Angela now? I mean, is, is she going back to the orphanage? Does she go rogue? Like, I I think she stays. She goes back to the orphanage. Okay. And that that'll be at uh, June's perhaps her um her estate or whatever isn't signed off to her because she never knew her. Could be signed mm-hmm. off to someone else because she mm-hmm. had just met her. So. Right. Yeah. I, so I think I think yeah, her life just goes back to how it was before June came. Oh, that is just devastating. That's so sad. Oh, man. All right. The next scene is your favorite scene, which we've already talked about quite yeah. a bit here. Um, I guess the, the one thing I'll, I'll add is like we had speculated whether or not Dr. Manhattan ever gets these messages <laughs> or if it's just kind of some kind of scam. Like this clearly seems like a scam, but maybe she's saving them all. I mean, it's information, right? She she gets to she gets sees all these prayers they yeah. want. This is great data. If you're an advertiser, yeah. you're a seller, right? You, I see Dr. Manhattan for Christmas. All I want is an affordable uh, <laughs> mid-range sedan <laughs> that that has uh, you know good features. Not too much. Not too, I'm not I'm not asking for too much, Dr. Manhattan. I'm just looking for a nice affordable vehicle. Thank you, Dr. <laughs> Manhattan. Then advertisers love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man seriously i mean this is this is this is pretty seriously. powerful what she, what she has here it uh, is though it is powerful this when people are pr- almost praying and begging to yeah when they think they're you know talking to a god-like figure exactly it's basically like someone talking to god like privately right, <laughs> right. except it's not private lady yeah. she gets to watch it all <laughs> so pretty pretty uh pretty savvy move by her well, well here here's what's bad though I think so. This is just me assuming how it works. I have no idea how the machine actually works, but I like to think like the locations. It didn't look like a whole lot of locations worldwide, and also it didn't. But she said and, there are thousands. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she's just saying that. Another thing yeah. too. I think it shows the most recent recording of one. So when she goes no. to Tulsa and taps it, Lori was the last one to use it all those days ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's a known scam, basically. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But no, I think I I do think there's thousands and a lot of people use them and whatever right. have you, but. Yeah, a little bit of head cannon, anyway. Exactly. Well, Angela gets out of there because she's got to run home. She rams Red Scare out of the way, gets home fast as she can. There's Rorschach's waiting outside, looking on, and Angela apologizes to Cal, who's oh by the way reading for whom the bell tolls. So <laughs> it tolls for him apparently. Uh, Poor guy. Yeah, she she says she loves him. He was a great husband, a great father, great friend, great companion, uh, but. There was no accident. That was a lie so that they could be together for a while. But now it's time to come out of the tunnel. We always knew this would happen. It was your idea. (laughs) Yeah. You you don't remember it, but it was your idea. She calls him John and then hits him repeatedly in the head with a hammer and digs out that Dr. Manhattan symbol, the hydrogen atom. And then with blue light on her, she says, hey, baby, we're enough in trouble. So... I know I always complain about this every episode, but if you didn't read the comics, like, <laughs> like you're not going to think this is as cool as, you, you know, like if you did not read the comics and you just watched this TV show, knowing I that mean, Dr. Manhattan's coming back, like you've heard about him, right? right? Like this godlike figure guy, but you haven't yeah. experienced Dr. Manhattan, <laughs> right? Like, you know, you don't remember yeah. everything he did in that, like the way he sees time and stuff mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. his past with Lori and yeah. Okay. 
Most yeah, I, I guess I guess you're right. You know, it's there's one way to find out about this about you know, can you enjoy it if you've never read the graphic novels? Yeah, I gotta um, get someone to watch it. Yeah, I gotta convince my wife to watch it. Let's <laughs> see if she's just horribly confused. Right, right. <laughs> you had to have her watch it without any of the side reading either. Just straight watching it. Right, right. You know, I, and in interviews, Lindelof has said like, what he the feedback that he like finds the most glee in is when there are two people watching in the same household, one who has a, a deep knowledge of the source material and one who doesn't, and they're both enjoying it. Like, and he says, the, the way he describes, he says, the people who haven't read the graphic novel just tend to latch more on to Angela's story because she's the only she story was, they know. Yeah. She wasn't in the graphic novel, right? So, Which makes sense. Here's yeah. Angela, the person we know is with Dr. Manhattan, this guy I've heard about. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, you got Angela, you got Wade, and and you know that, that's maybe that's enough. I'm, I'm glad, <laughs> maybe that's enough. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that we have this background knowledge of graphic novels. Because so. here's what I think would get me is if you did like the Vite stuff, especially. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Vite stuff, especially. He's just this. I mean, what's going on there? I'm still I'm confused I know, by we, it. <laughs> we know we know we know all about Adrian Vite, and we're still like, wow, well, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Three million people. <laughs> Jeez, dude, what are you doing? Well, we should. That they should know be. Squid thing. And they should have known about the squid thing by now. Right. Yeah. I mean, they show his confession video to Robert Redford in the previous episode. So, or not oh, the previous yeah, episode, yeah. the two episodes prior. So, yeah, yeah. So, so that they should be okay with that, right? Mm-hmm. But it, like, I don't know what's going on with Adrian Fight at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. I do, but you don't know because I didn't I don't know, know at this point. I don't know. I'm well, shocked. I, I still don't know. Right. It's almost a whole like. There's two more episodes. Right. I'm assuming he's going to get out next episode so he can start effing things up in the finale. So this is like what? This is back? Like six years that we, we've seen here. Because it was the first anniversary in the first episode and then the second anniversary in the second and so forth. Um, but there, he didn't have a scene in the sixth episode. And they did say in the seventh episode, this was day 365 of his trial, which he, means that whatever happened in the fifth episode and this episode, we're 365 days apart. So yeah, one, you're right. I, I haven't even thought about like what time it is for like where he is now in time relative to us. Right. Well, time's even moving correctly. Who, I, who knows? Like I haven't even been worried you're about right. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But I mean, we're talking we're talking about years, but we don't know what but, years but, means necessarily. Sorry, one other reason I wanted to say why True I think is her um or is his daughter. Lady True. Mm-hmm. It's just that statue she has and how you know she reveres Vite. She bought his company. Bought his company. She is considered the smartest woman alive, right? Yeah. So I you know. Mm-hmm. So I could I could see it, right? With okay. those connections. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I guess I guess the new maybe it's Blake. Maybe some reason it's Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> Just throwing <laughs> a name in there because it looks like he's someone that's coming around. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well speaking of dr manhattan coming around shall we peruse the pdpedia okay so we get a bit of the past and well actually the both of these memos are from the past but one is, is a little bit of foreshadowing into the next episode so we're going to start with this memo from agent pd entitled sister night so mm. 
this this memo uh he says that uh we well we actually learn here that detective class officers are the ones that get the alternate personas like we had talked mm -hmm. about this in i think episode one how most of the police officers were just for the standard issue yellow mask right the mm -hmm. gator whereas the detectives red scare pirate jenny sister knight looking glass <laughs> Good old persona yeah they get an alternate persona but they have to provide a statement explaining their chosen name or their chosen character and angela's statement when she chose sister knight was three words watch the movie mm -hmm. so there you go <laughs> um, uh he does some research into the movie does agent pd here and he starts in the library with ebert's guide to practical film going are you familiar with roger ebert no Okay, Roger Ebert was a very famous film critic. He's not alive anymore. Um, but the, he was famous for a TV show called Siskel and Ebert. Okay, Siskel and Ebert were two film critics, uh, both from Chicago. One was, they were from, but they worked for different news, newspapers. And once a week, they'd, do, uh, they'd review you know, new movies that were, had just come out in theaters. And their, their rating scale was thumbs up and thumbs down. That, that's all it was. So... The best you could do with Siskel and Ebert was two thumbs up because Which Ebert one? gave it a thumb up, Siskel gave it a thumb up, right? So Roger Ebert is probably the most famous film critic ever because he also lived longer than Gene Siskel did. Siskel died and Ebert continued the show with other uh, co-hosts. Anyway, oh. so anyway, uh, we find out that this was part of a genre of films made specifically for the large population of African-Americans who migrated to Vietnam after the Vietnam War to escape the institutional racism of the Nixon era and seek new opportunities in the new frontier, which is a really interesting concept. Like there's this new place you know, that hasn't been institutionalized the way that the United States has. Like, uh, and they, a lot of African-Americans apparently tried to start over there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this genre, the Sister Night movie fell into this uh, genre of movies called Black Mask movies, which were responses or parodies of masked vigilantes because the criticism was that the masked vigilantes were largely a white phenomenon and very problematic. So this genre of movie popped up uh, where there were kind of like black counterparts to the white superheroes, right? Like there's, there was one called the black Superman. There was one called sister night was kind of a encounter to silhouette. Uh, there was one called tarantula, which was a counter to Mothman. And then they say Batman popped up as a counter to night owl. That's which is cool. Interesting. Yeah. I thought that was cool. That is pretty cool. Okay. Um, he talks about the, uh, the movie, actually, Ebert kind of likes the movie, and it was apparently pretty popular. Uh, Pamela Davis is the main character, Sister Knight, uh, who's a devout nun by day, ministering to lost souls in the Hell's Kitchen section of New York City, and a masked vigilante by night waging a war of cr on crime wherever she finds it. Uh, one of the taglines was, the nun with a mother effing gun. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do like that, the tagline. <laughs> yeah, I like some of the quips that she has in the, in the uh, movie. The devil yeah. created the problem of evil. God created me to solve it. <laughs> and you know why Jesus wants you to turn the other cheek? So I can punch that one too. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty great. Anyway, um, she also has a tragic origin story, uh, the murder of her parents. So you can see why 
Angela may also latch on to this. So, uh, and it turns out that P- PD has a hunch to look into this movie theater where uh, we had mentioned last episode, Nelson Gardner left his entire estate, Captain Metropolis left his entire estate to Will Reeves. But he said there would be trouble tracking him down. And they ultimately did track him down in a movie theater, which will apparently after that per- he bought the movie theater so he must have taken the money or at least some of it because he bought the movie theater well, yeah. and if he didn't take the money then he was going to give it to the cyclops that, that's, what, that's what we said <laughs> <Okay>. right yeah <laughs> and every night since 2000 every i'm sorry every sunday at midnight since 2017 which was the year that angela put on the took on the mantle of sister night he has shown that movie in his theater. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it seems like Will has been keeping tabs on Angela for quite a while. All right. So that's that's a little bit more about Sister Night. The other piece of information we get from the PDPD at this time is Cal's medical report from his, quote, accident in Vietnam. Uh, the, his name listed here is Calvin Jelani. Okay. Do we know anything with that? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm I do look not. For it, though. I'm, I feel like maybe it's an acronym for something, but I'm I'm not good with acronyms necessarily. All so, right. so anyway, uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, what we do know is that Angela brought him in to the hospital and said that she found him in a very confused state. Um, we do also know that they she says that she got his medical history from a previous employer which was pyramid global construction <laughs> pyramid of so, course being the shipping company that adrian Veidt owned in yeah the i don't know novel. i don't know if true owns it now like whether she bought all of his companies or which not sure but yeah it's possible it was a Vite company yep anyway uh the conditions uh that he's experiencing are of uh, of a dissociative fugue and so angela did most of the talking uh and cal denied the recommendation of an mri because he didn't have insurance and so the doctor instead recommends counseling and hypnotherapy and the doctor also comments that he was unusually passive quiet polite and composed for a fugue patient but also very interested in his dr manhattan bobblehead a school bobblehead yeah, it's cool bobblehead. I'd take a Dr. Manhattan bobblehead. Uh, I wonder how interested he was in the bobblehead that he felt he had to write it down. Like, it's got to be beyond <laughs> just like, a, you, like he must have kept asking about it, like, where'd you buy that yeah. from? Yeah. Well, all right. All right. You think they're still selling these? Where, could, could, you write down the, could you write down the address? <laughs> tell, tell me more about this Dr. Manhattan fellow. He's like, you, you seem to really, you seem to really be into him. Why are you so into him? I want you to add that for. <laughs> yeah, you, can I have what's, it? Your, what's your what's your favorite thing about Doctor Man? Yeah, <laughs> he just, he says, I, like, in my head, he's he's constantly talking about Doctor Man head to the guy. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. there's no way he just like tinged its head and he wrote this down. <laughs> That's right. Anyway. That's right. All right, Kurt. I think we better check the time as the Millennium well, Clock has started to be to tick. Oh my goodness, the clock, Mr. Stout, the Millennium Clock. It says it's TV time. <laughs> Ain't no time like a TV time. All right, according oh. to the TV time app, 
what do you think the users of TV Time gave this episode on a scale from one to five? I think they gave it a five. They did give it a five. You will not believe this. Eighty-seven percent, which is the highest so far. What? Yeah, you're right. I don't believe it. What? Eighty-seven <laughs> percent. What? Yeah, highest so far. I, I, Doctor Manhattan. I, I, it is a good episode. Yeah, he is a cool guy. <laughs> All right. Speaking of cool guys, let's talk about our favorite characters and those and the favorite character of the TV Time viewers. Now, I am a little stuck here because now remember, Lady Chu is not a votable character, so she's out. The reason I'm a little stuck here is because, I mean, I, I initially just assumed that you're going to say Angela because she's kind of the main character of this episode in almost all the scenes except for the two lorry scenes and the one vite scene but you are a man of honor who likes to honor the in memoriam vote and cal has been head smashed with a hammer several times uh so maybe you say cal but i i i think you go with angela you messed up you you done you done made a mistake mr sal okay i think you and the people both said angela Okay, yeah, we did. Okay. What is did you say Cal? <laughs> Do you want to change your answer? No, that's Angela. Darn it, okay, yeah. Was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I did say Angela. Because oh, Cal you, Cal was never alive. No honor. No honor. <laughs> we have no honor. <laughs> Listen, T V time, it's a dirty game, Mr. Sal, right? You you scra- you take whatever game. you can get. Whatever you can get, <laughs> you take it. Any edge you can find, you abuse it. All right, all right. It's all about guessing the right answer. But yeah, Angela. I mean, okay, yeah. And you're right. The the users also said Angela, eighty one percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sensible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think so. (laughs) That was my pick. So, all right. Well, we've already mentioned that the next episode is called "A God Walks Into a Bar." So. (laughs) That's a great title. It's pretty cool. Uh, but we'll, we'll see if you like it after you see the episode. <laughs> but, but anyway, that, that is the, the episode we will be covering next, folks. Uh, in the meantime, you can email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd also love for you to give us five-star ratings and reviews and share the podcast around with your friends, family, coworkers, strangers. Hand out our business cards, which you don't have, but we do. <laughs> Hand them out anyway. <laughs> Make up your own. Anyway, uh, check out our back catalog. We've got Better Call Saul, Black Mirror, Centaur World, Dexter New Blood, the Leftovers Lost, Only Murders in the Building, Ozark, Russian Doll Season 1, The White Lotus, and we are now... This week, later this week, we'll be covering episode five of The Last of Us. So The Last of Us is, is, is we're, we're in the middle here. We're, we're almost dead in the middle of The Last of Us. So hopefully you're listening along with that as well. Goodbye and have a pleasant return to consciousness. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.